So what was the big decision that happened on the D-Day? How was Indian football team's preparation going on for the forthcoming Intercontinental Cup? All this and more in this episode of Injury Time with me, Mihir Vasudas here. Mihir, how are you? Hi, Sandeep. I'm fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying the weather in Delhi. Oh, yeah. Getting roasted every day. Oh, it's like depends. a big giant, big giant oven right now. And we are all slices of pizzas in it. <laughs> and uh, speaking of people getting roasted, uh, you were there yesterday when Mr. Praful Patel uh, had the interaction with the media, spoke with the ID clubs about the roadmap, the so-called roadmap that you've been hearing about for the last five years. Uh, so uh, take us through it, Mir. Uh, what was the conversation? There? Yeah, so it lasted exactly the timing of a football match with uh, extra added time, I, I, if I may say. So like it lasted for around 95, 96 minutes. Uh, we all were very surprised by by the length of the meeting. We re- we really thought it would just be a half an hour thing, you know, where where Kapil Patel will just go inside with the clubs, have a small talk, and be back out. Uh, I mean, that was the impression most of us who were uh, at at the hotel we had. But it went on for a very long time. Uh, the clubs looked satisfied at the patient hearing that was given to them. To be fair, Prafal uh, Patel did take the entire day off, uh, or the first half of the day off, to hear them out, even though it was a delayed meeting. But the clubs looked satisfied. Uh, uh, Prafal Patel looked really satisfied, like he was smiling year to year throughout after after the meeting. Uh, I mean... The the outcome of the meeting, we all know right now that uh, AFF will be talking to AFC to seek another two or three year extension to, to let the current arrangement go on. Uh, as we are recording this, I guess the clubs would have written to AFF uh, whether they have given their consent for the proposal or not. Uh, I guess they have no other option but to accept AFF's proposal. And we'll see uh, how it goes on from there. Okay. Um, they, they were one of the major contentious decision was the AFC Champions League spot, which uh, he wants. Prafal Patel suggested move to the ISL and AFC Cup spot to the I League. Now, uh, on the face of it, it looks like a demotion, but for an, in an Indian context, it doesn't really matter, does it? It doesn't. It doesn't matter. So it's it's just a very symbolic thing. But what really uh, intrigued me from the entire meeting and uh, Phil Patel's uh, press conference later on uh, was him using the word recognition for I-League. Uh, you know, I mean, till till now, that hasn't been an issue at all. Uh, it's the ISL that's really fought for recognition from AFC. It's fought for a, a proper status from the AIFF as well. And suddenly, we are talking about... Uh, we are not talking about ISL and its recognition, but the conversation has moved to I-League getting its recognition. Uh, that is that I, I thought was a very, very subtle uh, way of hinting at uh, a, a change in status quo. Yeah, of course. The hunter is becoming the hunted now. So, yeah, uh, really. So uh, from the interactions, did you get any idea of uh, the broadcast rights because at the end of the day for IV clubs the biggest source of income is the sponsors the sustenance they need to have uh, broadcast and that was an issue last year that they faced when they cut off at halfway through the season so uh, any conversation in that regard uh, so Praful Patel uh, did 
mention uh, that one of the uh, the couple of couple of major problem areas that the i league clubs raised were uh, broadcast issues and the calendar uh, the scheduling of matches and and stuff like that uh now he sounded pretty optimistic that uh, you know he'll be able to if if the current proposal is accepted by the i league clubs fsdl and afc he'll take up the calendar and and broadcast issues with fsdl and uh, i mean he said that the clubs were uh, right in their demand to 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 you know have a better schedule in terms of matches not being played at 2 in the afternoon or 3 in the afternoon or you know have have more matches uh, live on television so uh, he sounded pretty considerate whether it was his uh, political uh, face on or you know he was just being uh, genuinely accommodative i really couldn't make out it was it was very tough to understand which prapul patel uh, landed at the meeting for me but he did hear them out he sounded pretty optimistic that he'll be able to convince uh, star and fsdl to show the matches live at prime time and more matches live on at prime time uh, but we've heard these things in the past so until it really happens and we see that uniformity throughout the season uh, i mean it's anyone guess anyone's guess what will happen Uh, yes and now the i league is not being relegated per se into second division because the attempt is to keep it as uh, pseudo 1 2 1 a 1 b whatever it may be yeah but uh, how much do you think this is down to the fact that clubs threaten to go to the court if they were relegated all of a sudden because it it looked the momentum looked like this was going to happen the way kushal das was talking uh, the way everybody was talking about Uh, this is what's going to happen it's been signed in the mra 3 years 5 years whatever years ago so uh, do you think the clubs threatening to go is a reason it certainly looks like that uh, i mean the timing of everything uh, points to the fact that the meeting clubs had last week in delhi had a lot to do with uh, prapul patel taking time out to meet them yesterday uh, i mean i see i see no other reason why aiff would reschedule its uh, executive committee meeting and also i mean from what was reported and what we had been hearing uh, they have kind of eased out eased down their their stance right now uh, i believe it just looked like the knives were out and they were going to stab i league right at its at the heart uh, now we are back to the slow painful death again but uh, death nonetheless huh? death nonetheless death nonetheless i mean i mean one thing that prapul patel said that really uh, stood out for me was that you know he said that if afc does not accept their proposal then it will be trouble and i found that i found it very intriguing because it leaves that slight door open for aiff and imgr to get things done their way uh, i mean we shouldn't forget that prapul patel himself is afc so in yeah. a way it will be the aiff president writing to the afc vice president for an extension but in in the event uh, if uh, the afc denies the aif the permission to continue with two leagues running parallelly and all uh, for all you know you know the aif might just turn to the i league clubs and say that look we tried it didn't work out now let's just uh, get on with isl being the main league and uh, you know you guys playing the second role second fiddle 
and that's the conspiracy theory that that's been floated around and i wouldn't really rule that out completely yes absolutely considering uh, he'll be probably writing a letter to himself it's like rahul gandhi resigning from congress so, <laughs> eventually so, he uh, did so yeah <laughs> so let's hope uh, this also there is some uh, something for the ili clubs because they did put a lot of money into getting where they are Uh, regardless of how uh, they are the clubs i mean that's that's a debate uh, i don't know i mean my stand is slightly different i mean i have no okay, let's let's listen to that yeah. Uh, yeah so i don't really have much sympathy i mean the only only reason i kind of uh, side with the i league clubs is that aif have kept everyone in the dark with regard mm-hmm. to their their agreement with the uh, with img reliance and that is that is the only part where i really kind of sympathize with the i league clubs because they didn't know what i mean uh, aif have had done to them uh, but everything else they have called it upon themselves i mean we talk about mohan uh, bagan in east bengal for example they have been in existence for more than 100 years and you couldn't even get one ground for yourself uh, i mean it's the same with the goan clubs i mean you talk about support and stuff like that we talk about fans but we're talking about what 20 people or 200 people who used to turn up for a selgaon or dempo match in goa so it's not like you know people are very frankly it's not like people are bothered about i league uh, it's it's just that uh, they have failed miserably at what they were supposed to achieve and now when someone's trying to shake things up uh, they're crying foul uh, we can we can debate about the manner in which uh, you know they have been they have been run over and that's where i sympathize with them but that's about it yes i guess uh, there is some truth to the fact that uh, even the ili clubs could have done a lot more or uh, things a lot better i mean there wouldn't you agree i mean uh, yeah i mean yeah, no, absolutely i think we I, had this conversation think, too yeah and yeah it, it makes sense i mean uh, like you said uh all the historic legacy clubs over here maybe they could have worked a little harder in um, maybe having a proper structure or... they couldn't have reached that stage if i league was a hit simple as that yeah but uh, this is where we are with uh, two leagues and two afc spots and uh, everybody fighting over yeah and that sacred document which i don't know how and in what state aff signed it that's pretty that mra is pretty brutal no? <laughs> oh yeah i mean oh wow that is that, like like they've sold everything including their tone underwear to their commercial partners <laughs> yeah i mean and one of the things i found funny was uh, obviously ranjit bajaj put the whole thing on twitter so uh, i i have personally never seen situations like this or heard of situations like this where a private document was being <laughs> read out on twitter <laughs> i mean i don't understand the language so a lot of it went over my head but uh, you could still make out few things but I, throughout i was thinking how is this possible that a private document is being posted on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and i asked asked this to uh, the clubs yesterday uh, yeah. whether they were aware of the agreement and uh, when it was signed and all of them said that no no we just read it when ranjit bajaj put it out on twitter and uh, before he did that he he shared it with us so at least that was that was good on ranjit's pr i guess that he at least uh, shared it with the club we have one man fighting one uh, man fighting i don't know i uh, 
I mean, my uh, uh, he's uh, you need guys like him. Whether whether he's right or wrong, it's a totally different debate. But, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. People who stand up and uh, do something about things. Yeah, I know, and and there will be there will be a lot of questions raised about his own style and whatever he's mm. been doing at Minerva allegedly at least. But well, two wrongs don't make a right. So if he's doing something wrong and AFF is doing something wrong, doesn't mean that you sweep everything under the carpet. Yes, absolutely. Now, uh, now let's move on to less morbid conversations, which is the Intercontinental Cup is coming up. Uh, Indian national team is going to be in action against the Syria. India, uh, Tajikistan, and uh, North Korea. So, Mihir, you'll be there uh, at least for the first week for sure. Uh, in Ahmedabad. Hopefully, yeah. I'm not. I'm still confused. Uh, but I mean, just the scheduling bit, right? Uh, there's a match on seventh, and then there's five days. There's nothing, and then you play on thirteenth again. So, uh, I'm just confused when to go. Yeah, and a lot of people. I mean, they would have had much more coverage, and I'll be very honest, brutally and bluntly. they would have had much more coverage much more journalists traveling over there if they hadn't put it on the last week of world cup and the wimbledon together seriously seriously i mean but again uh, they with I mean, that they are at least being consistent last time they had it uh, during the semi final week of the world cup football world cup was it yeah i mean uh, yeah something at the like same that. time something like yeah, that or, or just before the start of the world cup uh, yes but anyway they're being consistent in the fact that it's not scheduled in the right time So, yeah, uh, <laughs> so we are going to Ahmedabad. Uh, in terms of uh, crowd coming onto the stadium, do you think Sunil Chetri will have to make another video? I I know for a fact that even if Sunil Chetri offers them three doklas, very few will really turn out uh, for a match <laughs> in Ahmedabad. I uh, I I mean it's it's uh, it's a place where a lot of my relatives stay. and if i have understood them well over the years i know for a fact that uh, when a cricket match is going on involving india they'll leave everything aside and uh, i really don't see how they'll turn up for a football match unless you know there is a miracle and a lot of traveling fans and stuff yeah but i, I suppose aff doesn't really care about uh, full stands and great atmosphere for the national team i clearly not else they would have they would have had it at bangalore or calcutta Kochi. or ochi everywhere there there are multiple centers where they could have yeah. held it even ambedkar yeah. in delhi you had had packed packed stands so it's not like delhi is indifferent to the national team uh so they could have had multiple uh, uh, but again you know it's 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 based on a lot of other factors than just you know i mean why ahmedabad is chosen as a venue when you can be a totally different story for some other day yeah absolutely let's not uh, get into that one uh, so <laughs> what so moving into the football being play, played on the field uh, what is your what what are you expecting uh, from this situation here because you are playing syria who's higher rank you are playing tajikistan and uh, north korea not north korea we don't i don't know much about it but uh, just wanted to check with you what are your expectations are I I my expectation basically is that they'll send their first teams at least uh, the good thing about the intercontinental cup this time is uh, the quality of teams are likely to be uh, is likely to be better than what we had last time so say for example if, if Syria are traveling with uh, 
mahmood al mawas uh, or you know for that matter even firas al khatib then it will be a good test uh, for india uh, similarly you know if if north korea are sending their best team with uh, ri myungok or or you know uh, the other players i think uh, it promises to be a really really good quality tournament but we are still waiting for for the other countries to confirm their their squads so i i think even india haven't really uh, confirmed their squad yet so it will be clearer the standard of the tournament will be clearer once we have that bit out and it's surprising because the tournament starts in what three days from today and we we don't know the squad lists yet so yeah it's just i also tried looking out for it i just couldn't really figure anything out that check so, with the uh, af even they don't have it yet so strange oh, but anyway, yeah and uh, so they've been training in mumbai and it's been raining like crazy in mumbai so uh, how has the preparation been going fine and i heard they escaped the great like brutal rains one day when they were given a day off uh, the brutal rains actually were just for the weekend uh, i mean it, it has been raining so it's been very pleasant i was i was in mumbai over the weekend and mm. it was it was very pleasant it was a nice weather to play football uh, it it was sort when mid 20s around 20 324 degrees it was nice and breezy with with gentle rains most of the time and it got brutal only sat sunday evening onwards uh, sorry monday evening onwards so and they got a day off so i'm sure the players aren't complaining uh and i don't know man they've been at the camp for a week or two i guess now uh, they should be well prepared they should be well prepared i i saw brandon's quote yesterday is praising stimarsh's style and how he's blended it seamlessly which says a lot i mean i don't know i don't know i mean i feel that indian players should not be talking about style and blending in seamlessly because they end up playing only one way uh, in most matches so yeah i mean i, th- I guess that is just a new pr stunt that they're pulling because style seems very important and uh, i heard from a lot of people when we played in the kings cup Uh, how against Kursau, India kept a lot of possession, and you kept possession near the halfway line because the other team didn't press you so much. So at the end of the day, I guess you're right. We do play in a certain way, and let's hope let's hope we can play that well. But uh, I just wanted to check on touch with touch on something actually. Is the re- mm-hmm. return of Anas, who had retired after the Asian Cup injuries mm-hmm. and all of that, yeah. and they pulled him back. after having already drafted adil khan as a maybe a defensive midfield or maybe center back he did play there as well uh, so you think this is a step backwards or a step right where you're standing i'll i'll not judge right now to be honest uh, when the first at the kings cup i was pretty impressed with stimarsh's uh, selections and the way he's used his pace he's clearly done his homework he knows uh, what he needs to do to get the best out of a particular player uh if there is a reason he's called on us back i'm sure it's a solid reason i mean i i i would give him a uh, benefit of doubt for whatever he does for the next 6 months at least till the time he figures out what his best playing 11 is at the same time i'm slightly confused because i think adil i thought adil was really good at kings cup uh so i i don't see any solid reason why he needs to be he needs to be benched right now uh is anas better than adil uh, that's i don't think i mean most most indian players are at the same level 
no one really stands out unless you are a sunil chetri or gurpreet sandhu or udanta you know uh, so so it's it's more or less the same i think he just wants more options uh, in that position considering rahul beke will be now drafted on the right uh, so so he doesn't want i from what i understand he doesn't want all beke playing multiple roles where he's also playing as a center back or a right back and stuff like that so if he gets anas perhaps he has got two life for like please means in case something happens so in yeah but uh, anas i guess i i am i'm glad actually he's back it would have, it was it was tragic the way he left the national team in january so yeah. i'm just glad he's back and he'll get another shot at redemption so let's hope he takes this uh, he we grabs this opportunity yeah absolutely <laughs> it's nice for him to get a good send off uh, but anyway the defensive center back brothers are back so i, I think it's good only in a sense that there is some kind of uh, familiarity at the back now but uh, anyway just uh, move before we leave uh, let's talk about anybody in particular that you are really excited to see play for the national team because for me uh, sahar is that guy so uh, anyone for you in particular same same for me i, I was really really uh, excited to see him uh, at kings cup and the way he played there uh, uh, let's see how he evolves in this tournament uh, i'm sure he'll he'll be starting in a couple of matches uh, getting get more playing time but uh, i'm really interested to see how uh, anirudh thapa matures uh, you know as a player this is a crucial year for him now he's not that uh, i mean he's still young i get it but he's he's starting to play more matches uh, i hope he kind of you know gets his place he cements his place and he starts to show more authority in the midfield because uh, i mean he does create a good amount of chances he can spread play uh, we need that kind of a midfielder for the forwards to function or the wingers to function as well uh, wing uh, wings are sorted with you know ranta and stuff so so we don't need really to worry about that this is a year where i think anirudh thapa uh, it, it can be a make or break year for him uh, i i mean if if stimash runs out of patience with him uh, i don't know how i mean we saw at the kings cup i mean i, I don't know i personally felt he was underperforming at the kings cup uh, so let's see how he does over here so that's one play i'm really looking forward to i've liked him for a very long and i just hope he he lives up to his expectations because we've seen a lot of players uh, indian players you know promise a lot in the beginning and then not really live up to that expectation jackie chan singh uh, is yeah. a, is one name that comes straight to my mind uh, yeah. he got lost he never adjusted to the national team uh, you know style and stuff uh, i just hope he doesn't turn into another jackie chan yeah absolutely i, I totally agree with you too because i thought last year was this make or break year because uh, he had a great season the year before starting to establish himself but it didn't go that way in the club season he had a good or decent afc asian cup but um, again come back came back didn't work out for the clubs again so uh, maybe like you said this could be his year that we finally see the best of tapa let's hope so uh, anything else that has caught your eyes meher in the recent past because only thing that i have personally is that uh, sarpreet singh from new zealand has been signed for bayern munich uh, now the 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 iranian indians who want to play for the national team uh, 
uh, oh yeah that yeah, sounds yeah. like it that sounds like an interesting thing that's developing uh i i bumped into one the other day at the bombay airport when i was taking my flight back to uh, delhi i bumped into this player called mohammad reza mm. and uh, i i saw him because i i spotted him only because he was wearing uh, the training jersey in the national team training jersey so mm. i just stepped to him and i i asked him you don't look like a national team player so how did you get this jersey and uh, he was he could speak broken hindi he couldn't speak uh, much of english but uh, you know he was speaking in broken hindi and uh, he said that i just met the national team coach over here and uh, i play professional i play club football in iran i'm he i think has signed up for pate uh, hyderabad right now and mm. he wants to play for india his mother is indian his father is iranian uh, okay and i think he's the second case uh, there was another uh, another player who was trying to uh, iranian player who was trying to play for the indian national team i forget his name but uh, it's it's interesting it's it's crazy yeah. because both those players do not want to give up iranian passport uh, so unless they do that it won't happen yeah they need the uh, the player of indian yeah. origin that you need to give up your passport right? exactly yeah yeah so so mohammad reza who i spoke to he said that uh, you know the coach is trying to work out a where way where you know his oci card will will be enough but it's it won't be else we would have seen a lot of the players uh, who are not yeah. in india play for the national team yes absolutely uh, and at least this one has some relevance to our national team uh, the sapreet singh one was confusing for me because he plays for new zealand yeah he has an indian heritage he is playing for new zealand yeah. uh, good for new zealand football uh, nothing good much point. for us and he's played for the national team i think he played in the intercontinental cup here last year he did i don't remember yeah i think so i'm not completely sure i think so but either way it doesn't really it doesn't really the... help indian football yeah it doesn't really help indian football unless yes. uh, he's ready to give up his new zealand citizenship and then we'll have an indian player playing for bayern munich Well, that's um, a long shot. <laughs> yeah, let's let's try. Uh, I mean, I think we should go for it too, <laughs> as much as possible. I think we missed out on Vikas Dorasu and uh, Narsing, the Netherlands player. So Luciano Narsing. So Nar- let's Nar- go Nar- and catch him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's the, that's the only way I think we'll qualify for the 2022 World Cup, though. Hey, so no, no, no. We are qualifying for the 20. 26 right because it's always 8 years then you will forget about always it always so. 8 years yeah, yeah yeah that's true it's always 8 years yeah 4 is too close and 8 is the perfect amount so, uh, <laughs> i think aiff has found that uh, extremely correct in terms of giving news to they are, <laughs> optimistic they are very good at all these things i mean hats off to them for for these things at least yeah is <laughs> <laughs> hats off to them and on that note uh, let's uh, we Anything else you want to add, Mihir? No, man. I think uh, we've covered almost everything that that needs to be talked about right now. Okay, cool. Uh, so all the best to you uh, in Ahmedabad. Uh, hope you figure out the schedule. However, it fits. Uh, again, like thank said, you. I hope so too. Yes. So uh, we'll speak to you soon once the Intercontinental Cup is over, or maybe next week or something like that. In the meantime, no uh, enjoy the World Cup. Uh, enjoy Wimbledon and enjoy. Uh, Indian football uh, thank you 
thanks to everyone who listened. Uh, please do follow us on whatever platforms that you are listening to your podcast. Uh, and follow us on Twitter at Injury Time IND. So, till next time, enjoy the game.